0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Modern Man Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. And as always, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode where we work to connect men in pursuit of their potential. We're doing that by putting wind in each other's sails to embrace discomfort, cultivate community, and unlock potential with some of the advice that we're going to be getting today from a really desired topic that we've gotten from our group and if you haven't joined our closed men's group The Modern Man on Facebook I encourage you to do so but one of the questions a lot of guys have been asking is how do I keep up with my fitness when life gets busy so joining us on the call today I went out I cultivated the man who had the unique skills and and intelligence to solve this problem Steve Lutz aka Dad Bod Steve on Instagram joining us Steve man thank you for taking the time Beth, yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely, for a lot of folks who might not follow you on Instagram, if they're not one of the 208,000 followers that you have, I'd love for you to kind of introduce yourself really quick about who you are, what you do, and we can kind of jump into some of the discussion in terms of how men can keep up with their fitness when life gets busy.
1: Yeah, for sure. So my name's Steve Lutz. I live in Los Angeles. I'm originally from Manchester, New Hampshire, home of Adam Sandler, but I've been in LA for about 15 years. I was a personal trainer for 10 and then recently transitioned into a 100% online coach. I help busy men get in shape so they can live happier and
0: healthier lives. Oh, yeah. And we know that it's a common problem a lot of us have because I think the first thing when I talk to some guys and they talk about fitness, the first thing they say, man, I just don't have the time right? I, I just yeah. I don't have the time. So I, my first question, man, is like, how much time do we actually need and like in a given week, maybe in a given day? How much time do we actually need to give ourselves the proper attention for our health?
1: Yeah. Well, it really depends on on your goals. And if your goal is weight loss, you really don't need that much time because it doesn't take any time really to, to eat a little bit less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me, but to sneeze, and that's usually really what it comes down to. People want something gimmicky; they want something fancy. When it comes down down to diet, but all it takes is a good trip to the grocery store, possibly a little bit of meal prep if you don't have time to prepare your meals as you eat, eat as you eat them, which most guys don't. So, a couple yep. times in the kitchen, a couple times a week, cook up some healthy food. And that's going to get you to your weight loss goals. If you want to get ripped, you want to get jacked, you want to be the the jacked dad, well, that's obviously going to require a little bit more time. But for basic fitness, 20 minutes, three, four times a week, you're going to be able to achieve that. You're just not going to look like, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. But 20 minutes, three, four times a week, that's going to be going to get you uh, most guys to most of their goals
0: yeah, I mean, we're we're talking pretty much an hour and a half a week, right? and And with twenty four yeah. hours in a day, that should be be able to to happen, right? We should be able to find that amount of time. So that debunks that that first kind of threshold. most people say is, you know I just don't have the time. I think it's the intentionality behind it. And, and something you yeah. touched on was the diet
1: a hundred percent. If anybody says they don't have time, don't make me do a time audit with you because uh, the first thing to go is going to be going to be the Netflix because the guys that tell me they they have no time, they're all caught up on like three or four of the latest shows yet they can't do some push-ups or bodyweight squats a few times a week. So it all comes down to prioritization.
0: Yeah, which I'm a big fan of your content, which it's just why I kind of reached out. And you actually have at home workouts and things like that. Because some guys think like I have to get a gym membership, I have to go to the gym, I have to do this, that, the other thing. How applicable is it if I just have a corner in my in my room or maybe just a section of my house, the garage, maybe? Yeah. Just, I mean, how much do I actually need?
1: Yeah, well, what well, it all comes down to, to goals. And and let me take you back to the start. Of the pandemic, Uh, gyms were closed and I still had a a boot camp to run and I had a bunch of clients and I didn't want to go out of business. So Mm -hmm. I I took them through group workouts on on Zoom, Mm -hmm. body weight only. And for the better part of a year or even more, I helped a whole bunch of guys get in shape, stay in shape using just their body weight. So the minimum is you need a body that hopefully works Mm -hmm. pretty well. And then you can get a little more advanced. Right next to me, I have my power block adjustable dumbbells. They go all the way up to 90 pounds. You pair that with a bench, a pull-up bar, maybe some resistance bands, and you can do some great workouts. Nothing's going to match a full gym, or some guys have garages that look like they could open up their own chapter of CrossFit, which is obviously great, but it's all it all comes down to to what you want to do the answer is you you can get it done with body weight and then the more that you you add obviously the more that you can accomplish
0: yeah and for the goals it's, i get the sense that really sets the tone of what you need what you're going to yeah. have to focus on it all starts with your goals and and just for context i love how on a couple posts you have i'm 39 years old 10% body fat year round yeah. <laughs> and you know i'm i'm 34 years old about 15 to 16% body fat. Sure, My goal is about 14%. I like gummy bears, man. I can't. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my goal is a little bit more in the, the 13 to 14% body fat range. But one thing I wanted to talk to you about, because I've been doing this for years, and a lot of people yeah. have heard about it, might want some more details on it. Intermittent fasting. Oh, great. Yeah. I love that. How does that help you maintain your goals? What does it look like? And for some people who are afraid of it, what exactly is it?
1: Yeah, so there's nothing to be be afraid of. Uh, I used to be a lot more dogmatic about, about the benefits, but what they're finding is that it's really just an easier way to eat less throughout the day. So if you want to lose weight, you need some type of restriction, and that can come in the form of eliminating a macronutrient, getting rid of carbs, or, or getting rid of fat, or minimizing carbs, minimizing fat. Mm -hmm. That's going to get you to eat less. So you need some type of form of restriction and you need the form of restriction that's easiest for you. And for the guys that aren't willing to get the MyFitnessPal app or some type of food tracking app, they're busy, you know, they're, they're eating food while they're working. They don't want to punch in. All right. I had six ounces of chicken. I had five ounces of sweet potato, whatever. So they're not willing to track their calories. Then minimizing your eating window to eight hours, 10 hours that's going to be enough of a restrictive thing to put into play that's going to help you limit your calories throughout the day. So as far as additional benefits do you get, that's up to debate. But what the, the major studies are finding is that intermittent fasting is just a, a really easy way to limit how much you eat without having to be really diligent with your tracking and, and weighing your food, getting out the food scale to weigh out your steak or anything like that. That's why I like it. Cause I tend to work with really busy guys. They want the easiest thing that they're going to be able to fit into their life. And intermittent fasting is, is the answer for a lot of
0: guys. Yeah. I'll tell you, I mean, I think you touched on it, the barrier of entry, right? Like I have, I have a food scale right over here next to my desk, which yeah. probably hasn't been used. I'll tell you what this food scale My wife uses it for her eBay business now to measure packages (laughs) before sending them out. But I didn't enjoy that, right? It was just too much to measure all my macros. And as you mentioned, being a busy person, just adding something else I'd have to track and and keep attention to just was not helpful. So intermittent fasting for me was that that little cheat code of, okay, I'm just not going to eat until here, or I'm not going to eat until there. Most of the time, I'm so busy, I miss breakfast anyway. So... (laughs) Just, just kind of lean into that.
1: Yeah. So sometimes it's as easy as, as skipping breakfast. And then, then on the other end of things, it's once dinner is done, it's nothing after that. It's no popcorn while you're watching TV. It's no gummy bears while you're watching TV. It's that well, I know I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't make the move. It's that one, one the one follow that's gonna help you eliminate a, a few hundred calories throughout the day that are the ones that are holding you back.
0: Yeah. I mean, and for the people who might be listening where they deal with, you know, being hangry, I know some people are like, dude, if I don't have any food within the first couple hours of the day, I get mad. I found that I actually got used to it. Is that something you found like kind of your body kind of just realizes after some time, like, all right, this dude's just not going to eat before noon. So,
1: yeah. So it all depends on the person. For me, I want to say I was hungry for the first maybe week. I got used to it really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's really kind of a psychological thing. If you're used to eating as soon as you wake up, well, you're gonna get those hunger signals that tell your brain, well, I'm hungry. And it's only because you're used to eating at that time. It's not because you really need that bowl of cereal or anything like that. And for a lot of guys, it's a couple days of discomfort. And then you get used to it, especially if you're if you're busy. If you're running around, you're working, get a cup of coffee in you. That's gonna help with the, that's gonna help with the hunger. And if you're distracted, then It really doesn't take long to get used to. Sometimes I can go until 2 p.m. I'm really, really busy and I don't even think about food. And it's not because I have more will. It's just what you're used to. Mm -hmm. So intermittent fasting doesn't work for everybody or sometimes you have to reverse it. You eat breakfast and... If you have the type of schedule that will allow it, maybe your last meal is done at four o'clock, five o'clock, and there's nothing after that. But you can eat breakfast first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. And it all depends on when you're working out. It depends on your social situation. No one wants to be the guy that goes out to dinner at at 630 (laughs) at night and you can't eat because it's outside of your eating window. You have to have some wiggle room with it.
0: Yeah, that's kind of some of the barrier of entry as well. It's like, okay, if you have a social lifestyle, you don't want to be that person out there sipping water while everybody's eating a steak. Um, (laughs) For folks that listen or watch, they know. So my schedule, I wake up at two o'clock in the morning. I go into work three o'clock. I work in TV. So I work on the morning news. I don't eat at all throughout my newscast. It's a six hour morning show from four to 10 a.m. I go home and then I'll even do a fasted workout and then I'll have my first meal, usually post-workout. If I'm really famished, really hungry, I'll eat like a banana or something before my workout sure. just to get some, some sugar in me to help kind of kickstart the body. But fasted workouts. I mean, I've seen a lot of headlines around that where people are leaning into fasted workouts. I don't necessarily do it for that. It's just kind of how my day goes. Is there any benefits to, to being fasted when you kind of take the workout time frame?
1: Anecdotally, yes, like the top bodybuilders in the world swear by fasted cardio first thing in the morning, but a lot of the research that's coming out now says that it has has no benefit whatsoever. The the most important thing is going to be total calories you consume throughout the day. Obviously, the the quality of your food plays into that, but if you do cardio fasted first thing in the morning, there's not going to be any additional benefit that you get versus just a regular
0: a caloric restriction. Mm-hmm. That's it. Well, I'm interested to know what your fitness journey was like, because I think it's easy for a lot of people to see kind of the finished product, like, oh my God, all right, 39, <laughs> 10% body fat. My man's ripped, killing it. But <laughs> I, I mean, it, kind of like what I mentioned beforehand, you know, my fitness journey has had peaks and valleys, currently enjoying a peak right now, but I mean, my last, my recent Valley was last year when I got married, you know, the, the stress of the marriage and then honeymoon and then got a new job, moved to a new city. My gym time just wasn't there. Like it was <laughs> supposed to be. And that was a little bit of a low. I'm interested to know what you, what your journey was like. If there's been ups, downs, if there's a, a moment where you're like, I got to get things together, or did you come out the womb with the six packs and everything? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, quite the opposite. So I started training when I was 20 years old. And it was due to having the worst dating life you could you could possibly imagine. I went through high school, pretty much girlfriendless, started college. And I was like, all right, it's gonna turn around in college. You know, I watched a lot of movies about kids going to college and Mm -hmm. you know, what happens in college that that type of stuff. And it just wasn't happening for me. And I was like, all right, something's got to change. I got to stop making fun of the people that are working out, because that's what I used to do. I used to be like, why would you run around in a circle? That's stupid. Or why would you lift weights? You know, I was the class clown. I had no problem entertaining people, being friends with people, but I wasn't getting any dates. And I said, all right, well, let's take a look at the guys that are getting dates that have an awesome Mm -hmm. social life. They seem to have their life together in ways that I don't. And they, they tend to take care of their bodies a lot more than I do. I was drinking a lot of soda eating a lot of fast food wasn't confident with my shirt off like I wouldn't even look at myself in the mirror I wasn't obese but I was skinny fat just like I remember Mm -hmm. one of my friends made fun of me one time he's like dude how are your arms so skinny and then your belly still hits the table when you play beer pong and I was like Mm -hmm. I don't don't know (laughs) I I looked like a cartoon character I had this weird body I hated taking my shirt off so I looked up uh, on my wall and there was a, a picture of Tupac, and he had no shirt and he had the you know thug life tattoo, which I still haven't got, but I was like, Tupac's body is attainable, he looks good. It's not crazy like Ronnie Coleman jacked, but I think I could achieve that. So I got down, I started doing push-ups. I noted how many I did. The next day I did one or two more. The day after that, I did one or two more. A couple months went by, and, and for the first time in my life, I had like triceps on my arms, I had muscles on my arms. I started getting getting packed. So I found that if I just tracked my reps and did a little better each time, I would get results. So that's a big thing, guys, miss. Tracking is huge. You're going to strive for that extra rep. You're going to push yourself. You're going to get to that level of discomfort that's required in order for your body to actually change. And then shortly after, I started getting confidence and I started being able to talk to girls. I started getting dates. And it wasn't because they were like, ooh, Steve has muscles. I had nothing to do with that. They had no idea it was New Hampshire. I was wearing sweaters. But <laughs> I just had this thing that clicked on in my brain where maybe I just carried myself different. I had the ability to to talk to girls. I started getting dates. I made a connection and I was just hooked into the workouts. And so for the last 20 years, that just stuck with me. I had that really, really strong connection. I haven't really had any. Any valleys? I've just made steady progress the, the whole time because I love the process of working yeah. out. I, I fell in love with weight training. I love how I feel when I'm in the gym. I enjoy hitting personal records from workout to workout. It's like some people love beating a level in a video game. Oh, I, I want to get five more pounds on in my incline dumbbell press. That's what does it for me. I love the feeling when my muscles are pumped up in the gym, and I've just been I've been hooked. I've enjoyed the whole process. And that's kind of what led me up to where I am today. So it's been 20 years of, of consistency, which is weird to say, but it goes by mm-hmm. like that when, when you enjoy it.
0: Yeah. And I, I appreciate you kind of taking us through that because so many people will feel like, oh, man, how can I do that? And what's real is I picked up on the fact that you started with the goal or you started with Tupac's body is attainable. Right, we look we we look at Instagram and how many times are we scrolling through Instagram for anybody who might have any fitness desires? The moment they type in fitness and Instagram, they're served some body styles which look great, but might not be realistic for them, or might not be realistic instantly for them, or might not be something that they can attain in just a little bit. But I've always said. When somebody sticks to a routine, and I love that you said track, because my friend says what gets measured gets managed, mm-hmm. right? If you don't measure your progress, you're not managing your progress, and it's just not going to be there. But once you start seeing the progress, it, you something clicks, like you said, you all ultimately end up seeing that you have control over the outcome of what your body looks like.
1: A hundred percent. Then, like one other little thing that I did, it all comes down to to tracking and having little goals along the way. Like so, a lot of guys will say, "All right, I want to look like Ronnie Coleman," but uh, you you skip the Tupac step, and then (laughs) I guess let's let's draw a straight line from from Tupac to Ronnie Coleman. You first, you got to look like Tupac, then I guess you could look like Fifty Cent, then LL Cool J, (laughs) yeah, and then you get to Ronnie. So here's what I did when I first started training. I looked at guys in the gym that I kind of wanted to look like. They weren't the, the super Jack meathead. I had no, no concept of ever looking like that. But I was like, all right, those guys, they look better than I do. I'm pressing 35s. They're pressing 60s. How do I do that? So I said, all right, I'm at 35s. Next month, I'll be at 40s. Month after that, 45. So if we just do five pounds a month, I could look like those guys that look a hell of a lot better than I do in you know, six months or so. So it's not going to be overnight. It's not so overwhelming that I have to worry about lifting the 150 pound dumbbells. But if I just take it five pounds at a time, I have a straight line that that I can follow to get there just a little bit at
0: a time. Yeah. How do you eat the elephant? One bite at a time. While we're, Delicious. Yeah. While we're on the topic of tracking, I, I see it on your wrist. You probably see it on mine. I've loved this thing. And yeah. I remember when I first got it, my wife was like, Why do you need that thing to tell you if you're tired or this, the other thing? I'm like, this is a speedometer for my life. And anybody that's listening and not watching on YouTube, we're holding up our wrists for our Whoop band. And I love the thing, it tracks my sleep, it tracks my activities. I had a workout earlier today. How has that been a game changer for you? And what do you utilize the Whoop for? Like, I'm I'm interested to know your process with using the Whoop. What What do you look into when you look at your numbers and your monthly outputs and weekly outputs and things like that?
1: Yeah, I love Whoop and I'm not just required to to say that. I actually work with them. You see me in their ads and stuff. So I'm glad nice. you brought that up. I love Whoop, but I started using it well before they contacted me. I was using it for probably over a year then they saw me using it in the videos and now I work with them. But I love it because yeah, it all comes down to finding things that you can can improve. I've turned into a sleep geek. The first thing that, that Whoop told me was that I wasn't sleeping enough. Same. You know, so here's here's one thing that a lot of a lot of people don't realize is let's say you go to bed at eleven o'clock. You wake up at 7 a.m. You say, All right, that was pretty good. Eight hours of sleep, because I fell asleep at 11, woke up at seven, that's eight hours. But what you don't realize is that there's different stages in your sleep, and that there's a good chance that you were awake for an hour, you didn't even realize it. So maybe you're getting seven hours, you think you're getting eight, or maybe you're you're only getting six hours, you think you're getting seven. Mm-hmm. And as you get older, I'm turning 40 in two days, you, you need more sleep, you need more recovery, You can't go beast mode all the time. So one thing that whoop had me start doing is I I get an extra hour of sleep because I wear this thing and I get a much better results. I feel a lot better. And it's it's fun to watch that recovery score go up gradually over time and figuring out kind of what exactly you did on that night to get a good score versus what you did on the night where you didn't get a good score. So a couple of things I found out is I need to go to bed with a totally empty stomach. Can't have anything in my stomach. If you're digesting, your body's not totally, not totally shutting down. Mm-hmm. Other things I needed to realize when I do open mat jujitsu on Sunday, I can't go for the full hour and a half or my recovery score is garbage the next day. I I overdid it. So I have to limit myself to 45 minutes to, to an hour of going hard. I'm a beast for the full hour, but that extra 30 minutes isn't serving me. So it's helped me a lot with my recovery. It's helped me a lot with kind of fine tuning my workouts to make sure that I'm actually getting results from them you need a stimulus but you need to be able to recover from that stimulus and if you're training six days a week 90 minutes every single time you you could actually be doing more harm than good so whoop has helped me take it back a little bit but actually get better results as as a result of that i love this thing it's great
0: yeah, no, I love it too. And, and that's been huge. I mean, the thing still yells at me that I don't get enough sleep, but I keep trying to tell yeah. it. I wake up at 2 a.m. like there's not much I can do. <laughs> but you're you're so right. And I tell my wife, like, this is this is a speedometer for my life. And and the best thing yeah. is when we talk about busy men and they're looking for the hacks. You know, we might not all have the, the financial ability to to just purchase things, but this is not that bad. I think it's $18 a month and yeah. band itself is free. But like at the end of the day, and I'm not being paid to say this. I'm just, <laughs> you know, I do, I, I, am, do not, so. yeah, I do not work with them. <laughs> Steve does. So listen to me, now I'm playing. But no, the reality is it's, it's very affordable. I enjoy the results and it does allow me to tweak things in my day. And it allows me to tweak some of my behaviors and see exactly how it plays out. And it does it automatically. You even charge with the thing still on. So for, for anybody who might be concerned about Oh, time-wise, this thing's not going to cost more time for you in your life.
1: Yeah, it's a monthly subscription, but I, I promise you, it's that the cost is less than half of one of your bar tabs if you, you're going to the bar. So if you can mm-hmm. afford to go to the bar, you can afford can afford a whoop, and it's going to get you a lot more down the road than any and any bar tab will. So yeah. worthwhile investment.
0: I love that you mentioned that because um, I wrote down, uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up till now that I love gummy bears, but <laughs> I love gummy bears. And what I mean by that is we all have our indulgences, right? And and early on, mm-hmm. you said when it comes to weight loss, it's not necessarily just a concept of time. It's more or less kind of what you're eating, what your habits are. Yeah, The hidden calories in the drinks that we have in the weekend, right? And And all these hidden sugars in the products that we might be eating, processed sugar and processed food, What are some of the, I guess, the go-to foods that we should maybe start leaning into to add to our shopping list or to kind of incorporate into our diet to start at the very least not changing a thing, but maybe seeing some improvement?
1: Yeah. So the good news is you don't have to change grocery stores. You don't have to go from your local chain to trying to go to Whole Foods and and spending your whole paycheck on, on the grocery store. But a couple of good rules of thumb. Stick to the outer perimeter of the grocery store. I didn't come up with that, but it's one of those rules that really makes sense. That's where you're going to find all of the foods that fall under the great-grandpa rule. So there's a good chance that if your great-grandpa would have recognized it, then you you could allow it in your diet in in some way, shape. There are some aisles that your great-grandpa would walk down and he'd be like, what the hell is this? All this stuff and packaging, I, I can't even pronounce that all the ingredients on this package. So you want to try to avoid all that middle stuff. If I walked down the cereal aisle the other day and it blows my mind, it's like an amusement park walking down the cereal aisle and Mm -hmm. people give that stuff. People are eating that stuff every single day and it has flashy words on it. Organic or includes vitamins. Not good for you, man. Loaded with sugar, loaded with all kinds of, all kinds of crap. So first things first, start on the outer perimeter of the grocery store. You're going to find your, your produce. You're going to find your, your lean meats, your fruits, all that good stuff that you can you can eat. So there, there's an interesting study that I like to, to talk about. It's really, really telling. They took two groups of people. And one group, they allowed them to eat whatever they want. And the only food that they gave them was unprocessed food. So stuff your great-grandparents would recognize. And then the other group, they gave them nothing but, but processed food. So same versions, same amounts. They say, gave them three meals a day. And what they found is the the unprocessed group, the great grandpa method group, they ate on average, without counting, without trying, 500 calories less per day. Hmm. And after two weeks, they switched the groups around, and the exact same thing happened. The the unprocessed group ate 500 calories less per day. The processed group ate, you know, 500 calories more. The processed group gained on average two pounds and the unprocessed group lost, on average, two pounds. I think I'm getting that part right. But the 500 calorie thing is spot on. So what's that, what that's telling us is if you focus on eating minimally processed food or unprocessed food, you know, 90% of the time, you're not going to need to be diligent with tracking your macros, you're going to have that built in satiety. And I'll try overeating apples or oranges or broccoli you're not going to overeat it you're not going to be like i can't stop putting those broccoli into my mouth it's not going to happen whereas get a can of pringles says it right on the right on the can once you pop you can't stop and (laughs) uh, that's the same with a lot of those processed foods so that would be my biggest recommendation minimally processed foods the way to go it's going to solve 90 percent of your problems right there
0: Yeah. And I think some of that comes down to, it's like the complex carbs, simple carbs, where like you eat fast food meal, like McDonald's or something, and you're, you're hungry in, in like an hour. Meanwhile, I did keto at one point. I did that for about eight months and I saw some good fat loss from it. But what I found was it was extremely hard to get my daily calories eating keto because I mean, I know a lot of people use it to like, oh, I can just eat all the meat and cheese I want. Well, uh, no, like you want to have some fruits and veggies and I would have these huge cob salads with, with uh, nuts and everything in it. And no matter what I did, I would be full before getting my full calorie count. So people don't realize that these nutrient-rich foods, these, these foods on the outside of the aisle, or these foods that I like to say were once alive, whether it's a plant, yeah. an animal, something mm-hmm. like that, foods that were once alive, they're really hard to overeat.
1: Yeah, they really are. <laughs> but they yeah. get the nutrients, they got the fiber. A lot of those simple carbs don't have the, the fiber, so they're not going to fill up your stomach. And mm-hmm. maybe you can just eat them indefinitely.
0: What's, I guess, as we come to the end of the episode and everything, as some someone who's listened to this whole thing and they're kind of like, okay, you know what? I know I'm busy, but maybe it's time to block out some mm-hmm. time on the calendar or whatnot. What do you think the first step for anybody who wants to say, all right, it's time to start losing weight or it's time to you know get back on my fitness journey? What do you think the first step would be for them?
1: Yeah, that depends. But I will say that the the most important thing is is don't do something that you can't see yourself doing for Sounds weird to say, but for the rest of your life. So you have to find a volume of training that you don't mind doing, that you enjoy, that you could see yourself doing three or four times a week. So if you do it and you're miserable, it may work, but if you can only do it for 3 weeks and then you hate it, then it doesn't really work. So for some people that maybe I just need to get 10,000 steps a day. I need to go for an hour walk instead of watching watching TV or replace some of my TV time with with walking. Okay. And then when it comes to to diet, Something, you gotta find some some form of restriction. Lay Norton says you gotta find the form of restriction when it comes to diet that's least restrictive to you. And I can't say it any better myself. So whether it's intermittent fasting or keto or or plant-based or whatever it is, you gotta find the structure that has a couple rules to follow every single day and allows you to to stay within within your goals so if you hate it you're not going to stick to it but if you like it and it's minimally restrictive to you then that more likely than not is going to be the thing that's going to work for you long term so yeah don't be don't be attracted to the shiny object the new diet that you heard about that that karen is doing you know find Mm -hmm. the thing that you like doing that you can see yourself doing indefinitely
0: yeah did the keto thing was not sustainable paleo for yeah. a while wasn't really sustainable and it's one of those things where i just settled into a lifestyle that works for me i have my gummy yeah. bears here and there i had ice cream mm-hmm. on sunday but for the most part i keep an eye on the kind of food that i'm eating throughout the week and i indulge and i have my cheat meals whenever i can steve i could go on and on and on talking more about fitness and and, and all that but that's our time and i know for folks who might decide okay I'm ready to go on for the rest of my life. I'm wanting to get some tips. I want to make sure that they have an ability to reach out to you, follow you on Instagram. And even, I know you have a Facebook group too, a free coaching Facebook group that people can kind of learn some more information on. I'd love for them to have those resources, man. How can they get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, so I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. On Instagram, I am bod underscore Steve. And on TikTok, all one word, dad bod Steve follow me there. And if you click the link in my bio, you can get access to my my Facebook group where that's actually not open yet. There's kind of a waiting list for that, but it's going to be opening up soon and I'm, I'm going to be
0: putting good stuff in there. So
1: any of those places is where you can find me. Ted, thanks so much for having me on, man. This has been amazing.
0: Yeah, man. This, is, this has been a lot of fun and uh, I'll be following you on Instagram too, keeping up with all your videos because... I'll say the very least, I'll have those links in the show notes. And for anybody listening or watching, if you just go ahead and follow Steve, you will get a wealth of value already. Some of the workouts that you share, the meals, The I think you, I saw a video not so long, you were talking about Greek yogurt. I, I never knew how to pronounce it. I thought it was like Faji. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh,
1: it's, it's Faya, fe- yeah, I think is how you pronounce
0: it. Yeah. yeah. It's probably Greek, but I use the same Greek yogurt too. So um love all the tips you share there, man. I appreciate you taking the time to be on. You're crushing it. Keep doing what you're doing and helping men with busy lives, lose weight and lose that diet bod for good. If you don't mind, I'm going to recap some of the gems you left along the way, as I usually do at the end of the episode, because I know some folks might be driving, might be working out while listening to this. So. Mm-hmm restriction. A lot of us talk about wanting to lose weight, but some form of restriction is needed. And I love how you said the pick the restriction that's least restrictive to you because that's what you're going to end up sticking to, right? A lot of us kind of go in head first and some diet. And how many times do we we lose 30 pounds in 30 days and we find it in the next month, right? That's just not mm-hmm. sustainable. Rewire your brain. I love how you mentioned that is kind of like just seeing things a little differently for a lot of times. We're our own worst enemy and rewiring our brain and and how we absorb things to see things can even help rewire the way we act your total calories. That's what it's all about. And if you're not about tracking your calories, intermittent fasting, as we mentioned, is a quick way to limit your calories. And I'll, I'll even say we gave two hacks this episode, Steve, that I think, these guys can implement right away is intermittent fasting and sticking to the outside of the grocery store. Cause you mentioned intermittent fasting automatically reducing the amount of calories that you take in. And then also just sticking to the outside of the grocery store based on that study, you could say 500 calories a day. So just Without on those time. two. Yeah, with yeah. those two practices alone, it's not changing your workout routine, not changing your schedule, but well, you change your eating schedule, but for intermittent fasting and sticking to the outside of the grocery store, there you go. You're saving up it to 500 true. calories a day. Tracking. I love that you mentioned that too. Track leads to results and also having those small attainable goals along the way. If you want to look like Ronnie Coleman, cool. But you will get discouraged after two, three months of working out, even a year of working out, because you will not be there yet. And I love one of the quotes I think Arnold Schwarzenegger said to someone he was training. He says, I don't want to look like you. He says, don't worry, you won't. <laughs> 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 but that's the reality of really the endeavor that you hope to put on. And of course, the little goals help a long way. And empty stomach by going to sleep. That was huge, because if I'm being honest, I don't do a good job at that. I eat late in the day and sometimes I go to sleep and I do notice the next morning my sleep was suboptimal. So those are some of the gems. I hope you guys got value from this. Steve, man, thanks again for rocking with us here on the Modern Man Show. I'm sure a lot of guys are gonna get a lot of value from this. And for those of the guys that did, make sure you share this with a friend. I'm not trying to be that guy, but if you know somebody who could maybe use this information, go ahead Mm -hmm. and kind of just discreetly send it to them. Give us a like, we'd really appreciate that also. And leave us a rating to let us know how we're doing. The only way we get better is with the feedback you give us. We have a new episode every single week. So hit that subscribe button and we'll leave you guys with what we say at the end of every episode. Everybody wants the sunshine, but they don't want the rain, but you can't get the pleasure without first the pain. Let's grow.